Today, markets drop as the Fed reaffirms higher for longer rates again. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Welcome to this post covering finance and property news. Well, markets were disappointed yesterday as the Federal Reserve held interest rates steady for a fourth straight meeting, as expected, but more importantly signaled the possibility of a rate cut, but only later in the year, and pretty much ditched the prospect of reduction in March, which some optimistic economists were banking on. As a result, stocks saw their biggest decline on a Federal Reserve Day since March last year, after Jerome Powell said officials want to keep their options open instead of rushing to cut interest rates. If stock bulls expected a rate cut in March, Powell seems to have closed the door on that, said Oscar Muntz at TD Securities. As a result, and on the basis of other significant news, the S&P 500 fell 1.61%. That's the most since September while the Dow fell 0.82% and the Nasdaq slid 2.23%. Microsoft Corp and Alphabet both slumped after disappointing investors betting that an artificial intelligence bonanza would quickly fuel results. After the close, Qualcomm also warned that some customers are still working through gluts of chip inventory, even as the industry begins to recover. And Treasuries rose as fresh concerns about regional lenders added to economic worries after New York Community Bancor's surprise loss, which dragged their shares down by 38% after they cut their dividend. As a result, regional US bank stocks sank on Wednesday, renewing fears over the health of similar lenders. The KBW Regional Banking Index closed down 6%. That's the biggest one-day drop since March the 13th last year, after New York's signature bank collapsed amid depositor panic, sparked by the failure days earlier of Silicon Valley Bank. Deposits have since stabilised, but some investors said that Wednesday's sell-off highlighted ongoing concerns over regional lenders' health, including that the costs of retaining deposits would squeeze net interest income, which of course drives lending profits. The sector in general is subject to more of an emotional trade simply because depositors can be spooked into feeling like the collapse is imminent. But higher interest rates have been wearing on earnings and net interest income for a lot of those banks, said Brian Mulberry, the client portfolio manager at Zach's Investment Management. And looking at Treasury yields, they ease later in the day with the two-year at 4.223, while the 10-year was at 3.935. Now, the Central Bank's policy-making Federal Open Market Committee showed that it was in no rush at all to reduce rates, noting in a statement on Wednesday that it does not expect it will be appropriate to reduce the target range until it's gained greater confidence that inflation is moving sustainably towards 2%. Let me say that we have confidence. We're, we're, we're looking for greater confidence that inflation is moving sustainably down to 2%. Implicitly, we do have confidence and it has been increasing, but we want to get greater confidence. What do we want to see? We want to see more good data. It's not that we're looking for better data. It's We're looking at continuation of the good data that we've been seeing. And a good example is inflation. So we have six months of good inflation data. The question really is, that six months of good inflation data, is it sending us a true signal 
that we are, in fact, on uh, a path, a uh, sustainable path down to 2% inflation? That's the question. And the answer will come from some more data that's also good data. It doesn't, it's not that the six-month data isn't, isn't low enough. It is. It's just a question of can we take that with confidence that we're moving sustainably down to 2%. That's really what we're thinking about. In terms of, I, I would say it, it, seems, it seems to be the likely case that, that we will achieve that confidence, but we have to achieve it, and we haven't yet. And so, uh, I, I mean, it's a good story. We have six months of good inflation, but you can, and you know this, you can look behind those numbers and you can see that a lot of it's been coming from goods inflation, for example, and goods inflation running significantly negative. It's a reasonable assumption that over time, goods inflation will flatten out, probably approximate zero. That would mean the services sectors would have to contribute more. So in other words, what we care about is the aggregate number, not so much the composition, but we, we just need to see more. That's where we are uh, as a committee. We need to see more evidence that sort of confirms what we think we're seeing and that tells us that we are on, gives us confidence that we're on, uh, on a path to, a sustainable path down to 2% inflation. I'll reinforce this message by saying, based on the meeting today, I would tell you that I don't think it's likely that the committee will reach a level of confidence by the time of the March meeting. The decision to leave the target range for the benchmark federal fund rate unchanged at a 22-year high of 525 to 5.5% was unanimous. And the central bank also reiterated its intention to continue reducing its balance sheet by as much as $95 billion per month. And Powell told reporters that Fed officials plan to start in-depth talks about the balance sheet at their March meeting. And the FOMC also used its first meeting of the year to reaffirm its long-term goals and monetary policy strategy, including its commitment to a 2% average inflation target. Fed officials said the risks to achieving their employment inflation goals were moving into better balance, and as a result, it seemed unlikely that rates would need to move higher, but rates may well stay at current levels for longer. We believe that our policy rate is likely to be at its peak for this tightening cycle, and that if the economy evolves Broadly as expected, it is likely to be appropriate to begin dialing back policy restraint at some point this year, Powell said. We are prepared to maintain the current target range of the federal funds rate for longer, if appropriate. In considering any adjustment to the target range for the federal funds rate, the committee will carefully assess incoming data, the evolving outlook and the balance of risks, the statement said. And in the post-meeting statement, policymakers tweaked their description of economic activity. Following strong and unexpected economic growth in the fourth quarter, the committee described activity as expanding at a solid pace. And among other changes to the statement, the committee omitted language that had been included in some form since March, calling the banking system sound and resilient, and warning that tighter credit conditions were likely to weigh on the economy. And as usual, at the start of the year, the January meeting brought a rotation of new voters to the FOMC, including the presidents of the Fed's regional banks in Atlanta, Cleveland, Richmond and San Francisco. While Powell acknowledged the dramatic inflation progress seen in recent months, he repeatedly emphasised the need to see more data, confirming that downward trend. Powell spoke just after the Fed issued a statement following their two-day meeting where officials dropped their previous assertion that a rate hike was possible and instead adopted a more even-handed assessment of the future policy path. The committee also said its policies governing investments and trading by Fed 
staff and policymakers and expanded the number of Fed staff that were subject to the most stringent restrictions and tightened restrictions on all staff with access to confidential FOMC information. Across the board, actually, the economy performed better than policymakers expected last year because inflation fell more steeply with the Fed's favoured measure ending the year at 2.6%. The economy expanded more quickly with gross domestic product climbing 2.5% and the jobs market was stronger with the unemployment rate in December clocking in at 3.7% generally in line with what it was when the Fed officials began raising rates back in March 2022. So US Treasury yields paired declines and investors also reduced the probability of a March rate cut. Economists at Goldman Sachs pushed back their forecast for the first cut to May from March while maintaining the call for five reductions this year and another three in 2025. We think that the best explanation for today's meeting is that FOMC participants with a range of different views have compromised on likely starting a bit later, economist David Murch said in a note. Now it's worth noting that the Bureau of Labor Statistics released data on Friday relating to the jobs market in January. That's the first key reading on how the economy is performing so far in 2024. Economists are anticipating a generally solid report with payroll growth slowing a bit and unemployment ticking up just a little. In the run-up to Wednesday's meeting, policymakers suggested that they were willing to begin contemplating rate cuts while pushing back against investors' hopes for imminent and deep reductions. With economic activity and labour markets in good shape and inflation coming down gradually to 2%, I see no reason to move as quickly or cut as rapidly as in the past, said Fed Governor Christopher Waller. In December, policymakers had projected a cumulative 75 basis points of cuts this year, according to the median forecast, but they won't update that until March. The Fed is trying to accomplish something which is very difficult to do, corral inflation through tighter credit without crashing the economy into a recession. And what's more, it's trying to complete that task during a presidential election year and a country that's deeply divided politically. <laughs> and weirdly, several Democratic Party lawmakers, including Senate Banking Committee Chair Sherrod Brown, a Massachusetts senator and former president candidate Elizabeth Warren wrote to Powell this week, urging him to low interest rates, which of course he didn't take any notice of. So thinking about what's going on, you can say that interest rates took the elevator up, but it's going to take the stairs coming down. And so now we turn to the Bank of England, which will likely hold rates again today. And the markets are not expecting a possible cut until later in the year there. So again, higher for longer again. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching and I'll see you again next time.